Someone just said something that irks me, and it doesn't happen very often, but <clears throat> in this instance, there's a post about someone had asked me to do <clears throat> a series of blanks that were progressively carved further and further along so that they would serve as learning aids by getting to see what a spoon looks like at various points of production. And what we worked out was that the cost for four a four-item set was... Sorry, I just had to say hi to my neighbor who was walking by. I can't remember where we were. Um, right, so there was this four-piece set. And what we'd worked out was that uh, the price should be twice whatever that of the finished form was. Because how do you decide how much to charge for a spoon that's three-quarters of the way carved, half-carved, a quarter of the way carved, and a blank? Well, the way I worked it out was by thinking about the price that way. So for a $25 spoon, let's say, well, the blank is $6. Let's say a quarter of the way is $10, $15, and $20. So... 20 plus 15 is 35, plus 10 is 45, plus 6 is 51. So if I charge twice 25, 50, that's a fair price. We could do the same math for a $30 spoon, and it works out about the same. That is actually, you know, a minor bargain to get forms this way. And what bugged me was that this person... Um, well, it seemed clear that they didn't understand that you were getting the four things. They were discounting the blank form. And they were sort of asked in a s sort of snarky way. So you get three blanks for the price of two finished forms, as though I was somehow ripping people off. Uh, which bothered me in the sense that somebody would think I was ripping people off. But, uh, but more to the point, it just seemed clear that this was not something that they valued. And, and that's okay. This is not for them, then, at this point. Um, I think that's the thing that seems important to recognize, is that most of what we do is not for most people. And even when you have a self-selected group of people, like people who see what you're doing on social media, most of what you do won't be for most of them. And really, if you're doing good work, it, it can't be for most people. Because it's too expensive, because it's too different from what the, the usual kind is, um, or because it's simply different from what they want. And there's always a balance when you are working for yourself and taking on customers of doing something that somebody wants and doing something that you want. <clears throat> and usually it's a blend of the two. In this instance, I was doing something that a customer wanted. and But that does not mean that it's what everybody wants. And one of the most important things when you do this kind of work is to let go of the need to please everyone. Um, or to, to do something in a way that makes sense to everyone. And I deeply understand this. When I was at different points in my life, I had very different feelings about 
whether something was worth it in terms of price, in terms of value. Um, and this had a lot to do with how much money I was earning or not and what story I was telling myself about myself because of that situation. I think a lot of times in life we tell ourselves stories that help make sense of where we are monetarily. Right? And so when you have less money, you often tend to tell yourself stories that help you mm, jive that situation with your values, right? When you have less money, you tend to think of money as, as the root of all evil and, and, and decide that that's not you. And that that's, and, and in some ways this assuages you from, uh, from thinking that, uh, well, it would be harder for you if you, if you wanted money and didn't have it. Um, and so this protects you from that situation. When you have a lot of money, you tend to uh, tell yourself that money is a good thing and that, uh, well, even if you don't tell yourself that you deserve this money, you tell yourself that money is a good thing and a neutral thing. And, and so my point is simply that we tell ourselves stories about money that help us square our current reality with our values. And that that's at the root of a lot of why people decide that something is for them or not for them. Is how does your offering to the world stack up against that? Now, art is this funny thing where it's sort of in between. Because art, we accept that really good art is really expensive. And yet we also somehow feel that really good art in many instances, is for, is, is like a common heritage that we all benefit from having Van Gogh in the world, even if basically none of us can afford to buy a Van Gogh. And so somehow it gets, gets around that. But when you're not in the high art world, when you're in the world of carving spoons, for instance, you're squarely in the world of people deciding is what you're offering for them or not for them. And as in this instance with this, this person, it was just clearly not for them. And that's okay. And, and one of the things that's most important to cultivate is the ability to say to yourself and to the person sometimes, it's not for you and that's fine. And this can be hard to do especially when we are in a space where we are maybe not getting as much traction as we'd hoped and we really want to have it be for as many people as possible and for good reason right i mean if something isn't clicking and you don't have the confidence that what you're doing is for someone well then someone saying something that makes it clear that it's not for them is uh, is just one more straw on the camel's back of doubt that what you're doing is worth a damn anyways. And so it's easier to say something's not for you 
when it's working and when it's not when it doesn't feel like it's working whether just because it's too early in the process or because it's genuinely not a good fit that sort of feedback is harder to brush off and yet it's equally important to brush off because I think the signal that you're looking for when you're trying to align what you're doing with what people want is to look at what people actually want and not to look at what people say they don't want. And the reason, if I was to posit a reason, is that we are hardwired as humans to pay attention to negative comments, negative feedback at a, an order of magnitude greater than positive. So you get 10 positive comments, one negative one. What's the one you dwell on? The negative one. For this reason, because we are biased as human beings deep in our brains to pay attention to the negative feedback, it's actually critical that as we go forward, we pay attention to the positive feedback in the form of somebody bought this, I'm going to lean into that. Somebody wanted this, I'm going to lean into that. Somebody asked me for this, I'm going to lean into that. And not, somebody criticized this, so I'm going to shy away from it. Because that direction is whittling you down to something that's bland and mediocre and not... Mm, not interesting enough to actually be of interest to anyone. If you make yourself um, tasteful to everybody, you're actually not tasteful. You're not palatable. You're not for anybody if you're for everyone. And what you need is to lean into the people who are saying yes and to shrug off the people who are saying no. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.